0: hi
1: hello hi
0: yeah welcome to today's episode of tech with ero where we discuss everything about tech and today's topic will be on creating dynamic interactive user interfaces you know when it comes to websites, we need to create the interfaces for it to be very interactive with the user because we're actually dealing with our users. And this topic will be um, focusing on the front end, basically because the front end developers are the ones that actually work with you. And that's why we have brought our guest here, Dan Steve, so he can come share with us on how we can create dynamic and interactive, User interfaces. I am your tech babe, Iro Inkechi Omola, and here with me is Dan Steve Adekunbi. Hi, Dan Steve. How
1: are you? How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. How are you too?
1: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm being. I'm being okay.
0: Thank you for honoring our invitation. My pleasure. You're my boss. Yeah, you're the boss. Like new man, but let me give you the floor to introduce yourself for the listeners. So, can you just briefly introduce yourself to us?
1: Okay. Um, My name is Dan Steve Ali Kombi. Um, I'm a full stack developer, a bit of front end, a bit of back end. Um, I've been in the technology industry or space, or I've been a developer for about eight years um i work with um, stacks like javascript java python php and vs um php and um sorry yeah i think that's all for now
0: yeah oh thank you so much so um the way we'll do it is we'll be asking you questions relating to how one can create dynamic interactive user interfaces so you can you can come along with um answers and experience that is related to that educate your listeners so um my first question will be what are some of the most important factors to consider when curating dynamic and interactive user interface
1: okay um some essential factors to consider when you're creating dynamic interfaces and one um, the users. So I mean, the users. I mean, who are the uh, who's this product going to get to? Who are they going to be? The, who are people that are going to you know interact with the application? effort? that's one. Um, the second one is who. Uh, second one is the platform that you're deploying for. So are you deploying for the web? Are you deploying for mobile? Are you deploying for web and mobile? And how do you want users to be able to understand what you deploy? The third one is the simplicity of your application. How you know how simple is it? What industry is the application meant for? And what are the color tones that are meant for those industry? And lastly, I'll talk about accessibility. Accessibility in the terms of again taking us back to the users. Who are the users of your application? Are you building an application for people that are blind so that they can use the voiceover to be able to interact with the application? Are you building an application for people that are, that are colorblind so that they can, you know, have proper color tone using the application so they can easily identify things like active state and non active state for button? You know, these are some of the things to consider when you're trying to create dynamic applications for design.
0: Okay, thank you for that. Um answer um but while you were answering the question you made mention of simplicity okay so i want to ask a question based on that okay you know as a front end developer right um there's always this fact that we get to um convert the UI screen given to us by the UI team. so in this aspect when it comes to simplicity, are we not to replicate what has been given? Okay.
1: So to answer that question, I would say two things are involved. Number one, as a front-end developer, you need to understand what your skill sets are and what you can achieve mm-hmm. and your limitations. And you need to communicate it properly to the design team. I, I, I used to say something to every front-end developer that I know, that the UI team should be your friend because uh, when you work directly or closely with the UI team, you guys can actually develop things that are, you know, both easy to implement and design-friendly. You know, you have to find the middle ground between the design and the implementation. So I'll give you a personal story of mine. When I was working on a project and I was given a design, what I did was I sat the designer down and I said, you know, I'm going to walk through the design you've done, and I'm going to show you how I'm going to implement the design. Sometimes the designers do not know how much effort it requires to come up with those complex designs that you've implemented. And when they realize that it takes, you know, X amount of time, say two hours, three hours, to just come up with the bot because of all the micro-interactions on the button, they can easily draw down and say, you know what, due to time and effort would reduce the amount of, you know, animations, micro-interactions that we are going to implement right now in order to get to the market, because there's always a thin line between being able to do something and being able to do it fast. Right. And we all know that the technology space is, you know, getting to the market very fast and you don't need too much animation for your application to look clean, simple and understandable. Right. So, like I say, if you have a direct communication with the UI team, as a as a developer, as a front-end developer, it enhances your skills because you get to know what components are available, what designs are meant to do, and you can also influence some of the designs that are being created.
0: Okay, so in this aspect, you're um, telling us now that we need to be close to the UI team so that we can be involved. In their design system choices when they're trying Ex-
1: to meet. exactly because it's actually critical because if you as a developer cannot implement what the designer has given to you you will struggle in terms of coming up with the designs right and in order to avoid you know those miscommunication being involved with the design process with the design choices also helps reduce the amount of um, ambiguity because as a designer if I know what you can do. I might tailor the design to suit what you can do with that one. And you know, even if there's gonna be a bit of challenge in terms of doing something that you're not used to, it's not going to be far fetched. It's something that the designer would have been sure what the limitation is based on the resource and you can come up with something that, you know, still works around the the understanding that you have.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, so, moving to the next question, how do you approach designing user interfaces that are both visual and functional?
1: Okay, Um, to answer that question, I would say, for you to say your your user interface is visually appealing, you need to know who you are designing for. That's one. I'll give an example, we know that most fintech applications use one we use simple colors like blue, you know, green and some colors that are tailored towards a particular sectors. So you need to understand what the color is like. That's one. Second one is you need to understand um, the devices you are running those designs on. Are they going to be mobile? Are they going to be web? You know, are they going to be iPad? Things like that, because the amount of space that is available, that viewpoint, we determine what designs can fit in there. And mm-hmm. um, one more thing is again bringing us back to the accessibility, because accessibility is very, very important. Because when you are building an application, you need to build an application that is very inclusive, an application that can be used for, can be used by anybody, right? So you need to make sure that your user testing is broad, so you have people that, you know, probably have colorblind uh, um, colorblindness, whether. you have people that probably cannot use their hands on the phone, so they want to use their voice. So those kind of things, if you take them into consideration where you're building an application. The application can be used by everybody because building a dynamic application, a user-friendly application, it's not just the look and feel. It's not just the simplicity. Can the user actually do what he wants to do no matter the limitation the user have?
0: Wow. So you're saying like, um, when it comes to um, design-user design interfaces, developers should also create knowing fully that, okay, their um, design wants to fit in those that can use, um, that don't have hands. So there should be like a voiceover thing that helps them control how they make use of the application. Yes, mm.
1: you're correct. And, you know, nowadays, most browsers have those functionalities, their API is available there, that the, the, the the developer just needs to plug in into those APIs to be able to achieve those navigation, you know, just moving from one place to another, those tab functionality, or the ability to submit to the form without actually typing anything.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, the next question will be, how do you balance the need for a user interface that is both easy to use and highly functional?
1: Okay. Um. This question boils down to what you're trying to achieve. So the functionality of the of the application is very critical because obviously you want to push the product, you want to push the idea using functions that you've created. Right. But easy-to-use design is very important because if your customers or your users are confused about what you've designed, it means you've not been able to convey the use of your application to the designer, to, to, to the user. Which is why we always advise to do user testing. User testing is a phase where when you have done with the design or with the implementation, you give it out to, you know, random users that can just give you feedback, candid feedback. Users that have not seen the design before, that you probably don't even give them any tutorial. You just want to figure out if they can, you know, maneuver their way. There's a particular word my boss used to use to say whenever you're doing something. Do it in a situation that whoever is going to be using that application is an idiot, so use the word idiot proof so that way you're saying mm-hmm. that no matter how you know how not knowledgeable the person is to your platform or to your uh, your functionality, just looking at it is quite clear, right? That oh, this is a withdrawal button, you know, this is a payout button, you don't necessarily have to invent too much of the wheel or too many training to explain to the user. So. Having to reduce or uh, having to make complex activities simple, in such a way that users can implement or perform those actions without thinking too much.
0: Okay. Um. This while you were um explaining this um question, um a question popped up and it's related to I don't know. Is this scenario by um in the tech industry basically? You're a front end developer, right? And you know, when it comes to getting, like, seeing the requirements of a front end developer, you get to see something of you having um, having knowledge or, of either Figma or Adobe and the rest, like that. So I'm asking this because I'm, I, I said this because I want to ask a question, actually. So you work with the company and they get to give you. Just your idea and expect you to provide the application without a UI team involved in this aspect. So, what do you think a developer should do in that kind of a situation? I developer. expect me to have um, knowledge on Figma. I know, right? I was just thinking that could have been maybe so I can navigate my way around people. Now um, I start working with them, and the next thing is I'm only just getting the idea and just want me to provide application. What do you think I, I should do it? that cannot. Okay,
1: so I know basically that we all want to have an ideal situation where you have a design team a product team you know all of those teams being perfect but sometimes due to cost due to lack of resource there might be um in those particular um department right so as a as a funding developer i always advise that um you should always have the barest minimum in terms of knowledge of the available tools being used which is things like figma as a funding developer you should be able to extract Classes or extract designs from Figma. You should be able to construct minor designs of Figma. And you know, because we all know that we know the design of a tab, we know what a fitter looks like, you should be able to come up with some designs and having wireframes. One of the key parts as a front end developer is knowing how to come up with wireframes, especially when there is no design given to you. So before jumping into the code, design, even if it's on paper have a wireframe to say this is what the idea is going to look like so that you don't have a back and forth. One of the advantages of having a UI team is that it reduces the back and forth you have for the client because the UI team comes up with the idea, the look at feed of what the solution should look like and it is a good before implementation. But like you said, sometimes the idea situation is not always available. And when it comes to things like that, I personally use the approach of having the best minimum knowledge in terms of using Figma, using Adobe, you know, having design system as a personal front-end developer, you know, do you prefer to use bootstrap, do you prefer to use material design, you know, tailwind, all of all these things are provided to us, some basic component layout and blueprint that we can use to come up with our design. So even if you are not given a design, kind of, you should still be able to, you know, convey the idea properly. It might not be perfect, but at least it should be more of like a first face situation before you can have a designer come on board.
0: So yeah, yeah. <laughs> In that sense, you are telling us we shouldn't run away from such sort of stuff. We should just, you know, as the warrior that we are, <laughs> I'm saying this yeah. kind of
1: situation will, can always happen okay. and might always happen to anybody. Like I said, we all want an ideal situation, but we know that every time we may not get an ideal situation, right? If you're able to negotiate to have a UI developer, it's fantastic, but if not, so let me give an example. Imagine you're the one building your solution yourself. You don't have a client, but you want to come up with the idea and you don't have the resource to pay it the a UI developer, are you saying that you're not going to come up with the idea because you don't have a UI developer? No, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll be able to come up with some designs, you know, even in some a wireframe to say this is what it looks like. So most times when I'm in this type of situation, I imagine that I am the one that have the idea and I'm trying to come up with the idea without having to, you know, pay somebody because of limited, limited resources that you want to come up with the idea. So I feel like as a front-end developer you should be able to you know visualize what you want to see what you want to design and come up with it
0: yeah thank you so much that's actually that's actually it because the moment you said i should put myself in that shoes if i'm in that shoes i'll just be like i don't really have i just have to do it so we are not going to back we are going to back down we're not going to back down. we're actually going to put our work Our best into the work and do it properly. Okay, um, moving to the next question. You know, we have this thing of um, latest trends, latest design, things that are happening, you know, and these latest design trends is actually not really for, most times, it's always like the design team that gets this idea, you know, they put their hands into so many things and they want to try things, they want to try stuff, but um, the aspect of user interface technologies, that's for the developer now in this part. But you as um, a developer that's been in the space for a long time, I'm so sure that the what happened that four years ago is not what's happening now. So you've been keeping up with trends, been keeping up with stuff that's been happening in the, in the industry. So how do you keep up with the latest design trends and user interface technologies? So far, you've been in the industry, you get to see some latest design trends and all. How do you keep up with those trends? And also, how do you decide which ones to implement? Okay, so the first thing I
1: do is Uh, I have a cheat, and that cheat is, I make sure that my friends are UI developers, like I mentioned. So having a UI developer as a friend means that they can see some of the things that are new 1st and try it out. So I have a friend that is a UI developer. He designed something new. I say, okay, let me just give it a try to implement it with any technology available. Maybe there's a new way of doing a lot. Maybe there's a new way of, you know, doing your toast or models, things like that. I try to ask him to, you know, give me some of those designs and implement it because the only way to get better with the trend is actually to implement the trend. Right? And how can you implement the trend without having those trends available to you? Or I go to places like dribble um, get some designs, try and implement them, or even Twitter when I see some UI developer job, some designs. I just try to play around with it. So it all boils so down let's... to you. Sorry,
0: this is not you trying to work on a project. It's no, just
1: no, this you want to know. It is me just trying to yeah. It is me just. So I personally have a project where I call I call that project learning and development. Right, it's just a simple wow. HTML project. And whenever there's a new component, I just come up with it. Maybe say. Um, okay new toast.html or whatever or the view or the angular and I'm able to come up with those designs using that particular tool. I do that a lot because like I said, there are many things that are happening day in, day out, and you want to keep up with the trend. So I have a project that I keep active. So whenever there's a new implementation, there's a new way of doing things, a new library out there that we need to test. That is what i do so i feel every front-end developer should have a playground where he or she can implement or do a test run of what the new technologies are there
0: wow so <laughs> we should actually not um, fight or have issues with our designers rather we should make them friends yes
1: i feel like the the best way to be a good one well, right
0: <laughs> yes
1: i feel if yeah. you have if you have a designer as a friend right you would be able to pay attention to details right so i know good designer pay attention to details and if you're able to get that trait as a front-end developer from a designer you would be able to understand that oh there are reasons why designers are complaining you see that maybe say the curvature of a button is maybe six percent or six pixel and they're using four pixel or maybe say the font size is 16 pixels they're using 14 pixels they're using the default um size of the font from the uh, page you know these minor, minor details are what makes you a better front-end developer and makes, you, makes it a front-end developer, someone that can transcribe. Because I always tell my friend I the job of a front-end developer is to transcribe whatever has been given to you by the designer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not for you to just come up from your head. So how do you better understand what has been given to you by the designer if you don't have a proper synergy with the designer or proper conversation with the designer? So for me, designers are my friend because when I sit down with them, I'm able to, you know, understand where they are coming from, understand the components they are using, understand the design system, and that way it makes it easier for me to appreciate their design and implement it just through their project. Okay.
0: All from now on, I'll start making design as my friend. (laughs) Okay, so um, next question will be on challenges. Can you talk about some of the challenges you faced when developing user interfaces and how you overcame? Like just share with us the experience, what happened, how you were able to solve that problem. I think my first challenge as
1: a front-end developer is what almost all front-end developers had, that's having issues with the designer, right? And like I said the way I was able to achieve the result that is, you know, I sat down with the first designer and I said, you know what, tell me the things that I'm having issues with. And the designer point me to say, okay, maybe my typography, the color code, the design, the box, you know, everything. And I'm able to take back this feedback and implement it. And based on that, it makes the designer happy. And when your designer is happy, trust me, your design is going to be, it makes your design as good as you have, if you have a critical, um picky designer because most designers are very sensitive when it comes to minor details and you as a front-end developer you want to make sure that you pay attention to the minor details that's that's one um number two it is time frame um because some designs are quite complex right you want to be able to deliver those designs with in record time which is again brings me back to understanding what you can do and informing your designer of the capability that you have or the capacity that you have. You don't want to tell the designers that you can do every it when you know that some designs given to you are far-fetched. So you need to be able to voice your opinion to say oh this thing that you're giving to me even though it is perfect or even if it is good I feel it will take me a longer time and due to the time frame that we have for the project it's not something we can achieve right now. Can we move this to another phase and give us something like a simpler way of implementing it i think that is critical um another thing is as a front-end developer there are many tools out there i think you need to understand which one's best suited for you and develop more need to so we have things like react we have angular we have view we have a lot right so as a front-end developer you need to understand the basics first of all and after understanding the basics you need to stick to one front-end framework at least understand it properly to be able to achieve um, what you want to do? I feel like any front-end framework can be used to build any type of website, as long as you understand the front-end framework properly. It's not, it's not, it's not fun enough for you to just be jumping from multiple front-end, multiple framework. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying, you know, if you understand, the, if you master a particular framework properly, it yeah. strengthens your knowledge into what you can do that framework so i always have quite jumping from multiple frameworks i write multiple frameworks but because of the fact that i've spent years and years and years writing a particular framework it makes it easier for me to you know move to another framework and jump into it and we now know that as a front-end developer one of the important tools is using javascript so i always um, i always advise the front-end developer to make sure that their javascript use TypeScript skills are top-notch. You really want to, you know, improve on your knowledge because having the basics understanding of JavaScript and TypeScript can actually make a difference between senior developer and junior developer.
0: Hmm. Okay. Because I I've actually seen some persons that they'll just tell me, okay, I know um React, but I don't I don't know JavaScript that much or this aspect of where i get to see job um post and they say they want javascript is what comes to my mind is are you saying a react developer cannot actually fit in that javascript because i feel they pass that javascript thing before getting to react i don't know it just just came up while you were um, saying and giving your answer to the question i asked earlier because I just always wonder why they say they want JavaScript developer. This person is a React developer, but this person as a React developer passed through that JavaScript, JavaScript stage. I'm starting off that because there's no way you want to know React without knowing JavaScript. Hmm. So now your answer is just just killed it. That most times, not going back to the board, check up on those. Um, trends or is actually like a difference or what do you feel
1: yes yes just to just to to add more to it javascript is is framework agnostic so what i mean by that is if you understand javascript properly you can work with any framework right but if you go into the framework first you might not be able to jump to another framework and you may not understand javascript into some of these
0: things go on go on
1: sorry So, some of these frameworks, what they do is that they abstract a lot, and a lot of those things that you're meant to do, those frameworks are doing it for you. So, you don't really understand what is happening under the hood, right? But if you're able to understand JavaScript properly, I feel like a JavaScript developer can work with any framework. You just need a bit of time to understand what is happening. But a React developer might find it really, really hard to jump on Angular, especially if React is the only thing that he does, especially without having to understand the JavaScript basics and then a, a, a view developer also find it hard to jump into an angular project but if it's someone that does javascript properly you would realize that it is easier for him to jump into any framework because javascript again is framework agnostic is not starting a particular framework hmm.
0: wow okay so um this aspect though you're saying that there are yeah, some React developers, some framework developer that actually don't know JavaScript.
1: I wouldn't say they don't know JavaScript, but they know JavaScript enough to be able to achieve what the framework is required to do. Okay. Yes.
0: I'm sorry, I'm just I just it's just like me going back because I just, you know, that kind of job post was like, are you saying somebody that does a React developer cannot just script?
1: So, so example, let, me give an example. Yeah. let me give an example, so I feel like a JavaScript developer should be able to write Node.js, right, because Node.js is JavaScript, but sometimes you see a React developer saying I understand React, but I don't understand how to write Node, and when you see, you give them a Node code, they are not able to read it, right, because again, they are so confined with the framework of having to use effects. And using all of hooks and all of those things that they don't really understand what is happening under the hood. They just know that they can use this particular function, particular things to pass data into it. So, a JavaScript developer is not just that towards the front end, he should be able to write anything written on JavaScript.
0: Thank you very much. So, this is just like a tip now for you all listening. If yeah, you're a framework developer, still try to lend the foundation so you can see more. Okay, thank you. Moving. To, um, how do you ensure that the user interface you develop develop is accessible to a wide range of users? You made mention of accessibility when I asked um, the first question the important factors to consider. So now we are into the accessibility. How do you ensure user interface to develop is accessible to a wide range of users? What are those um, things that the developers, like front-end developers do basically, that is is, um, stating that this developer is actually working on accessibility in this aspect? So like I
1: mentioned, in order for you to be In order for you to build a solution that is to load to accessibility, you need to understand what devices you are building for. Are you building for the web? Are you building for the mobile? Because each platform has different um, interfaces or different APIs available for accessibility, right? And what kind of users are you building for, right? It's critical for you to know your user base. Your user base will determine what type of accessibility is required for you. Right. And like I mentioned, there are so many APIs available for people that are um, people that cannot type using their hands, people that have color blindness. I know that the Google Chrome allows you to be able to check the contracts between one color and another color. Right. Those things are like minor details, but are very essential for you to identify um, accessibility issues. So let me give you an an example someone that has color blindness might not be able to understand the difference between your button states is the button active is the button active right things like that you need to consider with you need to consider with the design team so that they can come up with um buttons colors or active colors or active states that even even if the person has some color blindness and the person can only see black and white it's quite easy for you to tell the active state and an active state again in order for you to do this because there's no perfect way to do it is doing user testing. User testing is very, very important. So when you build an application, you want to give it to different varieties of users so that they can test your application and give you feedback. Because feedbacks and reiteration is what makes the software good.
0: Hmm, okay. So pertaining to this feedback of you know, developers, basically they just, I don't know. I, I've done it. I'm cool. They, they, they don't really like when you send critics to them that, okay, this is not, this is, they don't, I don't know, some developers actually don't take it back. Like when it comes to their designs are not so cool, their designs are off point and stuff like that. Or am I saying something off? Because I know I'm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're yeah, saying it. I, To be honest, when I started being, when I started the front end, right, I used to be one of those designers, right? Well, I'm one of those um, developers that you know yeah. do not take up. But when they take feedback, I feel bad or see that person is judging me. But over time, I realized that you know um, really you need good. to be able to take feedbacks, constructive feedbacks, to be able to produce a better solution. I mean, and those feedbacks makes you see things that the user is seeing from their own point of view, right? Like I told you when I, I when I started working with the front-end developers, so we the with the UI developers, I was able to understand that there are minor minor details that general UI general front end developers will not pay attention to. Like I told you, like minor mm-hmm. color code changes, yeah. you know, things okay. like does um, the, the curvature of the button you know, the position of something, the margin, the padding, you know, those minor, minor things that we really don't take into consideration, that we just assume it should be the default, right? Those, those things are critical because uh, I know that our UI teams are great people and they've taken time and effort to be able to do their research, to identify what color is better, what font size is better, and paying attention to all these details makes the design come well. So Crit- taking, taking feedback is, is a good process because, I mean, I feel like nobody likes to be criticized but at some point in life we learn from our criticisms, right? We need to understand that feedback is actually good, feedback helps you to grow and um, you realize that over time the amount of feedback you get is going to reduce because you get to a point where you're trying to before the person you even give you the feedback so as you're designing you're able to say oh this is what the person did let me do it like this exactly so that the amount of feedback is reduced
0: thank you very much so I don't need to ask this question because you've answered it in the last case about incorporating feedback from users to the site okay Um. so the next question will be can you Talk to us about any new upcoming user interface, like a new upcoming user interface technologies or trends at the moment that you're excited about. Oh, you um, so you're here, going to checking up on trends and also if you have any, you can share with us.
1: Um, I know that basically with web development technologies, I know that with HTML5 there are new components that are now available. We have dialogs we have new APIs that are now being built. Like I mentioned, we need to always keep up with the trends, we need to keep up with the APIs that are available, that so the browsers are exposing to us, and we need to play around with these because using the dialogue tag it has really reduced the way we handle models and some of the models that have been implemented using some JavaScript. The idea is this, right? We're trying to reduce the amount of JavaScript available about trying to bring most of all this functionality right, native to the web, which means you don't need to have so much JavaScript on your website because we realize most applications right now built heavily with JavaScript and the web is beginning to get very smart and CSS is beginning to get very, very you know intelligent using things like SAS or less, they are able to generate styles on runtime. So following up with how to do all these new technologies is very, very important. And I think it's things that it's not just following them, following them and actually giving them a test, giving them a try, trying to see how to use it and trying to incorporate them with your latest project that you're working on.
0: Hmm. Thank you so much. So they're right. Wow. Well, it's all right. OK. Uh... This will be like a last question, basically. Because I've actually enjoyed the session so far. And this would be like the last question. So I want you to be expressive enough because we are, you want we want to now get advice from you. Um what advice do you have for other developers who are looking to create dynamic interactive user interfaces? That users feel low. This is we getting fatherly advice <laughs> <laughs> from from somebody that's been in the space for a while now. So what do you feel? So developers coming up. Okay.
1: so I feel personally that. Um, we've answered all these questions. So basically, what you're saying is just collating everything. So, let me give an example. So, let me just pick them out rather. The first one is feedback. Feedback is very critical because you need to be able to absorb feedbacks and filter them properly. We need to know which feedback is better for you, which one is not better for you, which one you need to accommodate, and which one you don't need to accommodate. That is very, very important. The second one is understanding the basics of JavaScript. I can't stress this enough because sometimes you get to, you get a roadblock and you realize that you need to fall back to pure JavaScript rather than just writing some framework um, functionalities, right? It's very important. Um, the third one is, like I said, make the UI team or the UI developer your friend. It helps a lot because they get to see minor details that you don't see, so you can see things from their point of view, and it really makes you a better front-end developer. And the last one is always try new things. So when there's a new technology, when there's a new update, always try as much as possible to play around with them and see how they work. I think that will be, that will be all.
0: Okay. Thank you so much Dan Steve. Thank you so much. Uh, this is actually interesting. I've, I've, I personally actually learned from this section, personally, and I am sure that our listeners will definitely learn so 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 much thank you so much so this is all about creating dynamic interactive design interfaces and the (laughs) the take-home actually is developers build strong relationship with designers and the old developer versus designer trade on on other social media platforms (laughs) that is just because truly We actually need them to be able to create dynamic interactive interfaces. We actually need them because we actually cannot do this without them. They are involved, so we need them to enable this. So I am certain you've enjoyed the section. And um, all thanks to our guest, our special guest, Dancy, Adekombe. So you guys um see you next episode. See your tech babe, hero, inka tree, We bring everything. You to, tech to you. Stay tuned for our next episode. Bye for now. Bye, Dancy. Bye.
1: Bye.